0: The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Work. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Wednesday is upon us, a wet Wednesday in many areas of the Midwest once again. Arlen Suderman is joining us with FC Stone as we dive into the red that we saw on the screen today. Arlen, you're saying there's, I mean, there's a lot of factors that are being pushed into that. Uh, Many of it falling right back to trade wars. As funds, as you say, trade war talks happen, funds decide to sell and sell ag.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, they were selling both the equities and the commodities early in the day. We did see some equities start to firm. The tech sector took a lot of heat during the day with um, Twitter and Facebook getting grilled on uh, uh, on Capitol Hill. But crude oil was lower, taking away some of the risk premium uh, after tropical storm. Gordon never turned into a hurricane and turned on land a little bit quicker than expected and left uh, oil rigs uh, re- relatively unscathed. And so removing some risk premium there and the the fears that this will be the week that President Trump gives the green light for putting tariffs on another 200 billion dollars worth of goods coming from China uh, just had as a market on edge. And so they were generally selling, especially the commodities and within the commodity sector, focusing that selling on the AGs. It doesn't help that this is the time of the year when we're focused on the supply side of the balance sheet anyway, especially for the summer crops. And uh, with a lot of private estimates coming out now, talking about how big this year's corn and soybean crop is, it's all just kind of a perfect storm to uh, chase the, the buyers out of the market. And end users say well, well there's let prices come to us and and that's allowing the prices to uh, just continue to erode lower
0: well in normal time of years, we anticipate uh, where we're going to see harvest numbers and obviously the rains have put a little bit of a, a slowdown glitch shall we say in getting those numbers delivered for you guys waiting and anticipating any new crop how did this weather and, and just the concerns cause for some slowdowns for you guys as well
1: Well, it it does certainly slow things down, and uh, there was a number of end users who were anticipating early delivery of uh, new crop supplies, and it really backed away from the old crop market because they had enough coverage to take them to when they thought those new crop supplies were going to come. And uh, so those who lack coverage and seeing the delays in their area uh, have to provide some pushes in the basis market in order to get some old crop supplies to go ahead and come in and uh, keep them operating and uh, so it does affect the basis market as far as the board goes we tend to put the bottom in the board and start focusing on demand once we know what the size of the crop is and um, so that means getting a substantial amount of harvest completed so delaying harvest just kind of delays us knowing what is the kind of the size of the crop and and so it uh, keeps uncertainty in there it keeps uh, Uh, The buyer's kind of back at bay and uh, gives the seller some room to kind of continue to push prices.
0: Weekly crop progress report didn't seem to get as much excitement this week as it has in weeks past.
1: Yeah, I think that's because uh, the market's pretty well resolved. These are big crops. And uh, what matters more to them now is not the crop ratings and the crop models, but uh, what are the various uh, private estimates, say, going into next week's USDA crop report. Uh, we released the results of our client survey last week, uh, pegging the corn crop at 177.7 bushels per acre. That's down from our estimate of 178.1 bushels per acre on August 1st. And, of course, USDA is at 178.4. So Soybeans, though, is a different story. Our clients told us, uh, basically, as we ask them, what's the crop size in your territory? Um, And then put that all together, and it came out to a massive crop of 53.8 bushels per acre, the old record being 52 bushels per acre. So uh, a record crop by quite a ways that that verifies our previous estimate had been 51.5 versus USDA at 51.6. So now we're kind of bracing to see where, uh, where USDA comes out. Allendale does a producer survey and they matched our 177.7 on corn and, uh, I believe on soybeans for something like 52.2, so not quite as bearish, uh, on the soybeans as what our uh, survey estimate was but either way it's still a record crop it looks like and, and a big one at a time when demand is in question for soybeans
0: let's look at the wheat i know russia continues to pop back in and out of this discussion and their domestic values are still at levels they say that could be competitive what is all this russian talk and i know that we we saw one organization say they're closing their office in russia come october one is that all kind of correlating together
1: yeah, well, Russia doesn't exactly have a reputation of being very transparent, uh, and uh, they tend to want to protect their local uh, market and protect food prices and keep them from seeing too much inflation when supplies are tight, but then want to really dump stuff onto the world market when they have ample supplies, as we saw over the past year and now there's some question about whether their supplies are going to be adequate uh here in the United States we let the market determine when supplies are getting tight and prices go up and start slowing down that demand and over there they um they've tried putting just uh, an embargo on exports and that gave them a Black eye in the national, uh, uh, in in the global market. So now they've switched to using export taxes to make the wheat, um, uncompetitive on the market. And there's rumors they might do so again this year based on some things that they have said. And I really feel like it's going to come down to whether the 19 crop gets in the ground well. It's been very, very dry there. Uh, but now forecasts are starting to show some rains coming in late september if that happens that would be in enough time to get the crop planted and established um and then i think maybe they'll hold off on any type of export taxes
0: lots to think about well stick around folks we've got more with arlen suderman we will take a look at the livestock side also a producer's question in regards to what is happening with some china discussion stick around it's the Fontenelle final bell on the Rural radio network Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're being joined by Arlen Suderman of F.C. Stone. And we did have a, a question that came from the uh, listener. We yesterday, and even today, were talking some stories about China. And, and one mentioned today said that China was going to pull back. Obviously, we've known that on the amount of beans they were going to purchase. But they actually put some numbers to it, Arlen. And this producer is wondering, is this really going to happen? Or is it just trade talk... Jibber jabber and wondering where we're going to go from here.
1: Uh, it's posturing. Uh, the one tool that China has is trying to inflict as much political damage on President Trump as they can going into the midterm elections. They can't beat us economy versus economy, trade versus trade, um, but they can win this trade war. If they can weaken President Trump as a negotiator, and they can do that by seeing the Democrats take Congress, because China sees a high chance that if that happens, that President Trump will be tied up in in impeachment proceedings with the uh, House of Representatives and be weakened as a negotiator. At least that's their hope. And so they have every incentive in the world to try to contribute to that, and they know that part of the strength of his uh, election was in the farm states, so if they can inflict damage and, and worry and anxiety in the farm states, Then that's what they're going to do. So they are not only saying it; they are, uh, you know, raising. How do I want to say? I don't want to outright say threaten, but they are raising fear levels among feed buyers in China that they probably better not buy from the United States. Some are anyway, um, but most tell us that they're afraid to buy from the United States, and I imagine that will continue uh, another 62 days into the midterm election.
0: You talk about China, and that kind of brings us over to the livestock side, and I hate to wish ill on any producer out there, but because of the extent that this African swine fever is having on China, could it put a push to say, again, with these trade, we need to do something because we've got to feed our people?
1: (sighs) well fifty five percent of the world's hogs are in China, so you concentrate that many hogs in one place that has African swine fever, which is about as bad as it gets and but and when it comes to hog diseases, there's no real cure other than culling herds and trying to stop the spread of it. so we could be talking we could be talking millions of hogs slaughtered which increases the meat supply near term but longer term starts to really dramatically decreases the available supply of hogs uh, while it's considered safe for humans you can assume there'd be some backlash of humans not trusting the chinese government you know they say it's safe but is it really maybe i won't take that risk maybe i'll switch to poultry and fish some of that will probably happen i think it's probably some truth in between we'll see some decrease in demand but overall i think that they're going to have to significantly increase their imports Now, what China wants to avoid is social unrest over the trade war, particularly with the tariffs on another $200 billion in goods. That's going to take a big hit on the Chinese economy, and so they would rather avoid the consumer outcry um, because some consumers already been complaining about the Chinese government getting into this trade war with the United States, and if you have... Uh, food inflation ramp up rather quickly particularly for pork which is a favored meat of choice in China that could simply add to that so yes it does kind of put a push I think though that they'll be able to make it another 62 days until the US midterm election but I think it will contribute to the incentive to go ahead and try to work toward a deal after the midterm elections of course they hope that the Republicans will lose Congress in that midterms of the president trump is a weaker negotiator when they do come back to the table
0: does the swine fever have an effect on the way the cattle are trading
1: it does and if you'll notice the the deferred contracts are a little bit stronger today than what the nearbys were the nearbys are still focused on the weak cash prices up front but this is really considered to be a 2019 story when it looks like china will start needing to import meat most likely or most of which will be pork, but as other countries then sh- export a lot of pork to China, that raises the price of pork at home, and expected the consumers will switch to more beef and poultry. Then at that time, so it's all part of the meat complex of protein complex. I think I think everyone benefits in that uh, that type of reality.
0: What about for the, the smaller slaughter we saw in the last week? Typical as we head into the fall. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of upfront supplies right now on, on the beef slaughter. Uh, a little bit slower than what we'd like to have seen this last week. And, of course, this was a holiday-shortened week. That um, the slaughter numbers are expected to drop significantly as we go through October into November. And uh, and then I think demand's going to have trouble keeping up or supply's going to have trouble keeping up with demand.
0: All right. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Arlen?
1: intlfcstone.com
0: and of course on Twitter
1: Twitter twitter.com slash arlenff101
0: and that is the Fontenelle final bell right here on the Rural Radio Network you can find this as a podcast later on this afternoon thanks to Fontenelle and all the Fontenelle dealers you're listening to the Rural Radio Network